0: I'm William Chamberlain of the Popular Materials Department. Today we have an interview with producer Susan Arnold. Miss Arnold is the daughter of director Jack Arnold, who directed such movies as Creature from the Black Lagoon, It Came from Outer Space, and The Incredible Shrinking Man, which we will be featuring at the Downtown Public Library at 615 Church Street on Saturday, July 11th at 2 p.m. in the main auditorium. Miss Arnold was kind enough to talk to me about her father and her own filmmaking adventures. Here's the interview. My first question is Miss Arnold, tell us briefly who your father was. My
1: father was a filmmaker, a director named Jack Arnold, and he directed. A lot of movies for Universal in the 50s. He was a a top science fiction film director. He directed The Creature from the Black Lagoon. He directed The Incredible Shrinking Man. It came from outer space and many more. He also directed a comedy that really became a classic and a huge hit called The Mouse That Roared with Peter Sellers. And I remember that our whole family, we, we lived actually in England when he was shooting that film for a year. So it has a very special place in our family.
0: Do you remember the first time you visited your, one of your father's film sets and what was your impression?
1: Well, I don't exactly remember what movie it was. It might even have been, or I don't know, a Western. But I remember this: my father was a very quiet soft-spoken, I wouldn't say meek, but gentle man, and my mother really ruled the the roost at home. She was, you know, very verbal and had a lot of ideas, and my dad pretty much did kind of what my mom said, and what I remember being a kid is going on the set and seeing my father just run the entire movie set, and I just couldn't believe it that he was so forceful (laughs) and that he was that he was really the uh, the boss of all of these people, and I remember being very, very proud of him, and I remember how nice he was to everyone, and how I got to sit in his chair, and that that was such an unbelievable thrill for me, to sit in the director's chair, and I remember him talking to actors, he was really wonderful with actors, and one of the things that he taught me, which I think is, is a really valuable lesson, is that when you're talking to actors and you say something great about their their performance, to say it out loud so everyone hears. But if you want to give someone a direction that they're not doing something the way you want it or it's not the best thing that you need to say to them to take them aside and to do it privately. So he was very sensitive to the actors that he worked with, and I really mostly just remember how proud I was of him. But I also remember that, I, um, that we always had these, you know, science fiction scary movies in our uh, living room. You know, we would show them or we would have props from, from the movies and that they would scare my friends. And, in fact, I still have this, but we have the creature head from The Creature from the Black Lagoon. And it was in our family room. And when my daughter, Lucy, was born, she was so It was in the family room, actually, of my mother's house, and she was so terrified of this creature head that she wouldn't go to their house until I finally figured out that was what she was so scared of. So we ended up, it's in my husband's office now, still there.
0: When did you realize you wanted to work in the movies?
1: Well, you know, I had always been really interested in drama, and had majored in drama in college, and had thought about becoming a film director, and actually had directed plays, and then ultimately became an actress for a while, taught theater. And I think it was because I I really wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps. You know, he had two girls, he didn't have any boys, and I felt like I very much identified with him.
0: Did your dad give you any words of wisdom before going into the film business?
1: Not enough, apparently. I, I don't think he gave me... An, you know, I think what my father told me, mostly, was about the work. He talked to me about what made he thought made some, a movie scary, which was that he always thought that what the audience didn't see was always much more frightening than to see it outright. I and mean, you can see that in his films, and it came from outer space. You can see how the camera pans around an empty desert or a telephone line. But you don't see a monster. In fact, the studio made my father put a shot of the monster in that film, which was uh, actually released on the day I was born. He taught me that. He taught me how to really listen as a um, filmmaker and also as an actor and how to respond. I think he taught me a lot about being a professional. I think when you're brought up in a family where there's a filmmaker, what you learn is, what the thing that you can't learn until you do it, but you, you grow up and learn how to be a pro. And I think he gave me that.
0: One final question about your dad. Do you have a personal favorite film of his and that your father directed, and mm-hmm. which one was it? Well, I think it's The
1: Incredible Shrinking Man. And I think because my father was a funny person. He was a really funny guy, and he was a fantastic storyteller, but he didn't really share a lot of his deep thoughts. And I think the fact that he wrote the speech in the end, which I actually read out loud at his funeral, really shows a side to him that was deep and spiritual that I don't think he showed normally. I mean, he was, he was really funny and really fun to be around. He started off as a dancer on Broadway, so he, he was a, a soft shoe dancer. So that's, that's, uh, he was a fun guy.
0: I'm going straight to the casting director, Uh uh-huh. how did you become a casting director?
1: I became a casting director. I was an actress, and I went in for, and I really did not like being an actress. And I went in for an interview on a movie that Roger Corman's company was making called Piranha that Joe Dante directed. It was being directed by Joe Dante and being produced by John Davison. I had been up for another movie that they had done or something. They knew that my dad with jack arnold and i ended up talking to them about it and i ended up feeling very comfortable with them and i said to them you know i'm really i'm really not interested in being an actor what i'd really like to do is get a job behind the scenes i could be a dialogue coach or or something else and they called me back and they asked me if i wanted to cast the movie for 150 a week and i said yes that was piranha which i cast with my roommate was the the leading lady because i knew her (laughs) heather menzies and from that, John Davison's next project was a movie that turned out to be significant for all of us called Airplane. And I met my husband on Piranha. He was a production manager. Piranha was a big turning point for
0: me. Going back to casting director, could you discuss how a casting director works? And mm-hmm. like you work with uh, Joe Dante on I did. Uh, several films. And uh-huh. just describe how you two would work together.
1: Well, I think, you know, you, you meet with the director, you read the script you as a casting director you break down the story into the characters who are the characters of the movie? Who are the how many parts there are? You meet with a director and you talk about concept. I see this person as a very hard woman, or I see this person as sort of a funny, ugly character kind of guy. And then it's really a question of having the same taste as the director and being able to service the director with the type of actors that they want. And you then, as a casting director, you you're in charge of finding the actors pre you know interviewing them ahead of time getting them ready to go working with them or reading the parts with them and then bringing them in and introducing them to the director and then having them do readings and then you're also responsible many times for negotiating the fine, you know their services so you negotiate the money with them and the billing with them and the contracts with them so you're responsible for the cast of the movie but ultimately it is the director's decision and and a and producer's and director's the producer and director together
0: one of the films she did with Joe Dante was Explorers, and there yeah. were two young actors. Right, one was Ethan Hawke. and right. I, that was his first film, and I we think- found
1: him in a school in Connecticut. He had never done anything before, because when you're looking to cast children, you sometimes have to go out of the norm and go to schools and and meet people or do what they call an open call, where you just do an advertisement and you come and you see faces and then you go from there. But we found him in a school in Connecticut, and he was very natural and very lovely and very wonderful, and he got the part. And River Phoenix, who we thought was fantastic, who had also never done anything before, he was not quite right for any of the parts we ended up casting him as the science nerd he was going to play the other part but then when we found Ethan Hawke who was so perfect for that we didn't want to lose River and we made him that part and he was a lovely really polite kid and the third part was a boy who was a fantastic actor I think I don't I don't know what happened to him but he was also a great actor and we know what happened to River
0: and it's really sad
1: but Ethan's still going strong
0: you did this great little film called Independence Day.
1: Oh, my God, I can't believe you know that. Oh, no.
0: and it was the first time Diane, I saw Diane Weiss. How And she great made is such Diane a great Weiss? impression on oh. me in that film. And I was just wondering, how did you come to find her?
1: Well, you know, casting directors know people before other people. She had done. Small parts in theater and I was also friendly with a woman named Juliet Taylor who was a very successful casting director in New York City who cast up Woody Allen's movies and Mike Nichols movies and so she knew who was really great because I it was at, it was for Warner Brothers at the time so we also had under the, the head of the department her name was Marion Doherty who was just famous casting director who started casting Naked City and ended up casting Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid and the Sting and everything you know the world according to garp which I had helped her on. And so we knew people that nobody else knew. And she she was just an amazing, amazing actress. Um, And she was amazing in that part. And Clifty Young was amazing in that too.
0: At what time did you decide to try producing?
1: I um, had a baby, my oldest child, who's now 24. And I stopped casting and I stopped for a year, and I was deciding whether to go back. I didn't really want to go back to casting. I, I really had thought about producing. And in a mommy and me group, uh, in a baby in our nursery school, our kids' nursery school, I, I met a woman who I just fell in love with. Her name is Donna Roth. And we started talking, and we decided to become partners. And we decided to try our hand at producing. She, she had a very similar background in a different kind of way than I did. Her father was Sam Arkoff. So her father did all the AIP movies. I was a teenage werewolf in all the Boris Karloff movies and the beach party bingo movies. And we became best friends, and our first office was her garage. So we turned it into an office so we could watch our kids after preschool. And we have been partners for a long time. And our first movie was Benny and June.
0: I watched it last week.
1: Oh, that's a
0: great movie. It is. Another film I really like of yours is Unstrung Heroes. Mm-hmm. I was just curious, how did you get Diane Keaton, an actress, to direct that film, and why?
1: Well, we spent so many years trying to get this movie made. First, we got a wonderful script by Richard LaGravenese, And then the, 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 the company that was going to finance it fell out, and we took it to several different places. And when we finally got it made, we sent it to a studio executive at Disney, and this executive at Disney, her name was Lauren Lloyd, who I had known for my casting days, she had actually worked for me for a little bit, gave the script to Michael Eisner because Jeffrey Katzenberg was out of town. About a week later, Michael Eisner called and Donna answered the phone and she thought it was a practical joke. She thought it was just somebody playing a trick on her and it truly was Michael Eisner and he said he wanted to make the movie. And he ended up paying the cost to get it out of the other film company who was not going to make it. Then we started interviewing directors, and we had seen a television movie called Wildflower that Diane Keaton had directed. And we thought it was wonderful, and we gave her the film, and she came on, and she was amazing. It was a great experience, and it was our second film.
0: What exactly does a producer do, and could you use a favorite film that you did, Gross Point Blank, as um, an example about how you found that property? And
1: uh, we, found, we were given a, a rough version of that script. We had a studio deal with MGM UA at the time that we were given to produce movies for them after Benny and June because they really liked the movie and the movie did fairly well for them. And so someone gave us a rough version of Gross Point Blank and it had John Cusack already starring in it. This is this particular movie. So we were able to take that movie with John Cusack to the studio and they agreed to finance it. We together because John produced it with us. We found a director. We did the rewrites. And at that point, uh, UA decided not to make it. We then called a friend of ours named Roger Birnbaum, who had had worked with both of our husbands and was now running a company called Caravan at the Disney company and asked him if he would read it. And he had made The Sure Thing with John Cusack before and he read it and he took it on and he made it for us and so we then took him on as partners we were on the set every day as we have been with every movie that we've done and it was a really great collaboration and george armitage then came on to direct it it was a great experience and steve pink and dvd vincentis wrote it and they were fabulous and we're very proud of that movie
0: You've produced 13 Going on 30, Mm -hmm. American Mm Sweetheart, Force of Nature, Benny and June, Mm -hmm. and like I said, Gross Point Blank, and you seem to be drawn to the romantic comedy. Uh, Why do you have an affinity for that genre?
1: Well, I think that I love comedy, and I think that I love women. So if you put a a woman in a comedy, it's usually a romantic comedy. I love human stories, and I think that the world is a tough place and I think it's like Sullivan's Travels, you know, it's much better to make them laugh. We also try our hand at making a horror movie which did not, even though it was our most successful financial film, it was not a film that we ultimately loved as much as some of the other movies called The Haunting. And we did that with DreamWorks and we had a production deal with DreamWorks. But definitely I would say that stories that I can relate to and that are my favorite and actually the hardest movies to do are romantic comedies. So when you get it right, there's just nothing better.
0: Briefly on The Haunting, I was Mm -hmm. at a film festival some years ago. Wes Wes Craven was there, and he said that was going to be his next film. It was
1: going to be his next film, but he did not renew the option. And so we were able to sweep in and took the book to steven spielberg who said oh my god it was one of his favorite movies as a kid it was his favorite movie the robert wise version and he bought it and wanted to make it
0: of all the movies you've produced do you have a personal favorite
1: you know i have i have no (laughs) i have three that i love i love benny and june because it was our first movie and because johnny depp was so unbelievable in it and he was such a surprise and it was such an incredible experience i think gross point blank because it was our most subversive movie and Searching Going on 30 because the experience was so wonderful and we love Gary Winnick and we love Jennifer Garner and it, I think we managed to elevate the genre in that movie. So I would say that those are probably my favorite
0: movies. Final question is, uh, what are you working on next?
1: Well, you know, the last movie that I had that came out was a movie with Owen Wilson called Bit Taylor and I have several books that are in development and another comedy that we're in the process of putting together with Gary Winnick, who we love working with. Actually, another two movies that we have with Gary Winnick. So that's what we're doing now.
0: I would like to thank Susan Arnold for taking time to do an interview. Miss Arnold also offered a special tape introduction to The Incredible Shrinking Man which will be showing Saturday, July 11th at 2 p.m. in the main auditorium at the Downtown Public Library at 615 Church Street. Hope to see you there.